Our whiskey word of the day is ABV, also known as alcohol by volume. ABV is the standard measure of how much alcohol, or ethanol, is contained in a given volume of whiskey, or another spirit. And then there's the term proof. Proof is defined as twice the alcohol slash ethanol content by volume. So that's what it means when you look at your bottle of bourbon and it says 40% ABV and 80 proof, or in my case, it usually has a minimum of 50% ABV and 100 proof. <laughs> Because, yeah, I like my brown juice strong. <laughs> Welcome back to Whiskey with Jackie James, where we blend traditional whiskey culture, cocktails, and experiences with a twist of positivity, a little sports, and modern storytelling from my own humble, flawed, and unfiltered perspective. Hi, I'm Jackie James, and today I'd like to share a little personal progress report with you on creating this podcast. It's been one week, and to recap, I wanted to start this podcast last year, but my fear of failure, unrelenting standards, and analysis paralysis got in the way, and I did the worst possible thing I could do. I did absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> the pandemic has helped me to gain perspective, realize that it's not all about me, and that the best way that I can add value is to help introduce others to the amazing people, stories, and whiskeys that have changed my life and the lives of those I admire. Now, I use this analogy a lot but it's like jumping in the deep end of a pool without a single swimming lesson. So I'm gonna dog paddle a bit, fall underwater, splish, splash, struggle, but my mistakes and my fails are important to share with you too. Some might even say that they're the most important parts of the journey. So today, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about what I've learned this past week and give you a glimpse into where I'm at today and where I see this going. Here's my new mantra. I must not be afraid of looking like an idiot. I must be consistent and I definitely can't make everyone happy. Dita Von Teese said you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be someone out there that hates peaches. Man, that hit me hard. As a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser, let me tell you, learning how to listen to my own advice and remember that validation is only for parking, well, let's just say that old habits die hard and I am a work in progress every single gosh darn day. <laughs> And yes, I'm trying to clean up my language so that you mommy and daddies can listen to this podcast in front of your kiddos. <laughs> On that note, so many decisions to make here, you guys. What's the ideal episode length? Is it too short? Is it too long? Are there too many interviews? Not enough interviews. Is it too girly? Is it leaving women out? Does it need more structure? Is it too structured? Why isn't it live? Why is the audio so bad on the other end? Oh, <laughs> I feel like Goldilocks and the Three Bears or Brunetta Locks and the Thousand Podcasters. <laughs> So this is officially week two of learning how to podcast for moi, which means me in French, and I have shared a few sample episodes with a handful of close friends. The plan is to launch publicly after I have mm, 10 or 12 episodes under my belt. At least that's what Google says I should do. <laughs> Ideally, I'll work out the kinks and make this as interesting as possible for you before I invite you to listen. But that being said, I am quickly realizing that the trial and error phase might go on longer than I imagined. I may just have to say F it and just go and pivot with you based on your feedback. Now, there are a couple key points that were brought to my attention that I wanna share with you just in case you're wondering the same things. One, why don't I go live? Although I appreciate the draw of going live and I love being unfiltered, that doesn't mean that my guests feel the same way or have that same luxury of being so nonchalant with what they say. Many are public figures or report to a higher power, have a spouse that maybe doesn't want them to say something that could be perceived as embarrassing. 
I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just grateful that our friends are here joining us, and I only want to focus on their positive and joyful stories and life lessons. Now, that's not to say that I'm putting on rose-colored glasses and ignoring their flaws. I just think that you have many, many, too many options of other places that you can go to hear those stories. Now, if you all want to hear my unfiltered stories live, I'm happy to do that. And that's something that we can talk about. Two, why would women want to drink whiskey? Let's be honest here, it's to impress men, right? Oh boy. <laughs> I was really surprised to hear this from a pretty good friend of mine who I sent the sample podcast to. And I'll start off by saying how much I appreciate him and his candid and honest feedback and that he took the time to listen. And it's okay that he doesn't understand why women would want to drink whiskey. And it further reiterates to me that I need to do a better job of speaking up, speaking louder, and yeah, perhaps several more times for the people in the back. <laughs> Just like men, women are individuals. And although my friend is absolutely right, some women want to drink whiskey or no sports so that they can impress guys. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But some of us have other reasons. It's funny that I think I talk too much about myself and how whiskey has given me so much confidence, which is why I gravitate towards it. And yet it's that old self-doubt and insecurity that keeps me from repeating that story over and over again. I worry that you guys will get bored of it or me, but maybe I just need to throw more reminders in there until we have more of us to speak up and reassure others that there's no wrong way to drink your whiskey and there's no wrong reason to drink it. <laughs> Now, for me, personally, no, I'm not interested in whiskey to impress men. In fact, it's kind of funny because I would actually argue that whiskey has kept me single for longer than I intended because I keep falling more and more in love with myself and growing my passion for it. It's fun being really passionate about something, right? I saw this meme the other day, and it said, I've been single long enough to be scared that someone is going to come along and mess up what I have with myself. Oof. I feel seen, you guys. <laughs> so why do women like whiskey? Well, it depends on the woman. But I would like to share a couple fun facts with you. One, just as the best sharpshooters in the world are women, true story, women also have superior palates. Now, let me be clear, I'm by no means interested in a he versus she thing here, but I do want to help women feel more confident and invited to learn more about whiskey without fear or judgment or the assumption that it's only to impress a man. You know how uh, when we talk about dating, we say that beauty should be the icing on the cake, not the cake itself? That's how I feel about my passion for whiskey. I mean, it's never a detractor, but that's just icing on the cake. It's not the cake, baby. <laughs> Another fun fact about whiskey, my dear friend Peggy No, who is a huge name in the bourbon world, the founder of Bourbon Women, and a highly admired inductee of the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame, you guys will meet her soon, Peggy taught me that women tend to like far more complex bourbons than men. I love her story that her husband's first sipping bourbon was an 80-proof Basil Hayden. You guys remember what proof means, right? If not, go back to the beginning of this episode. And hers... Hers was a hundred proof Four Roses single barrel. The bottles on our bar I reserve for myself are almost all barrel proof, Peggy says. And when my husband pours a bourbon, it's almost always with ginger. Mine's straight up. Now, again, there's no wrong way to drink your whiskey, but I do laugh to myself when I'd go out with my buddies pre-quarantine and they'd all order Manhattans and Old Fashions and I'd be belly up to the bar examining which dram I wanted neat. Man, I miss those days. Shorter but more segmented and focused episodes. 
Another piece of feedback I received is that a couple friends would like to see my episodes in a longer format. I've been trying to stay in that 15 to 20 minute sweet spot for two reasons. One, insecurity, and it's fear that I'll bore you <laughs> and that I can't keep your attention longer than that. And two, you know, I can be all over the place and I wanted to stick to one topic at a time so it's easier for you to scroll through what looks like an interesting episode for you. As I learn how to edit and produce better and faster, I'll provide some kind of table of contents or summary in the written descriptions. You know those things that are like, oh, interview on sex. <laughs> is that the four minutes and 50 seconds marker or whatever it is. Um, maybe it's because my attention span can be so short, but I want to make sure I don't waste your time and you only listen to what you want to. So on that note, feedback, feedback, please. As much as I can guess what you guys are going to want more of, it's so much better for me to listen to you and actually hear it from you. I'm learning how to update my website as we speak, and we'll add an assessment or form there to help make it easier for you to share your opinions. But in the meantime, please feel free to send me an email at Jackie at JackieJames.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at JackieJames, and let's build this podcast together. Until next time, cheers.